Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, By Grace Are Ye Saved Through Faith. It shall be focused on a study of Ephesians chapter 2. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word and to know that we're saved by grace through faith. We pray, Father, may Your word be born in a manger of our hearts, that, Father, You might manifest Yourself through us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Ephesians chapter 2. Chapter 2 And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all have our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved." and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon 
by Reverend William Branham titled, Christ is the Mystery of God Revealed. This was preached in 1963 on July the 28th. We'll begin at paragraph 214 up to paragraph 312. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Now notice, he made himself known to Peter. Now if you want to mark this down, and we, if you want to read it, we'll, we'll read it if you want to. And um, Saint, uh, Matthew 16, 15, and 17, I quote it. When they come from the Mount Transfiguration, he says, Who does man say I, the Son of Man, am? Some says, oh, they think you're Elijah, and some says you're one of the prophets, Jeremiah, or some of them. But that wasn't what he asked. He said, who do you think that I am now? Now, there's the church he's talking to. What does man think I am? Today, he's a philosopher, this social religion. He is a good man. We believe his teachings, right? It's a subject to be lived by. I think it makes us all better. If we did, we ought to have our churches, our, our so forth. That's a Santa Claus, like a Santa Claus story. It's not expressions of some uh, church that we should express. Some, it's a life that you don't live yourself, that He comes in you and lives by Himself. And you become a prisoner to any human intellectual being at all. You're led by the Spirit. How do you know? Now you say, I might know I was losing my mind. Maybe a man loses his mind does that. But if you have the mind of Christ, Christ expresses Himself through you. Shows that it's Him and not you not lost your mind. Some people under illusions of things goes out and becomes insane. Well, that we know that's wrong. That's the devil trying to impersonate the real thing before he gets here. Mm-hmm. He's always the bogus. See? But a real man is to lose his own thoughts and his own thinking, not come up blindly like that. No, sir. You come up with your right senses, and Christ takes you over and expresses himself. And out to the world, you're an insane person. Now, if you're insane, you're actually insane. Then there's nothing. The devil can't take you in complete control. He'll make you do everything contrary to this word. But when Christ takes you over, he'll express that word right through you because it's him. He is the word. And then you can see the expression of Christ, not some illusion of some sort, but a real genuine Christ expressing himself right through you. How beautiful. Now watch. He said, who do you say I am? He's asking the church. He's 12. Out of the millions of that day, he asked 12, his church. In the millions in the days of Noah, he asked eight. And he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so would it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Where eight souls were saved. I don't say go be eight saved now. I don't get that all wrong. I never said that. I don't know how many is going to be saved in that, uh, that's the, that last moment to to rapture that little group. It'll be a small group, I'll tell you that. For straight is the gate and narrow is the way, but few there will be that'll find it. But when the great ransom body through all ages comes up, then that's going to be a great throne there. Revelation 7 expresses great number which no man can number. Through all the ages has come up that's walked in the light of the Bible as far as it was revealed to them. And now we know that Wesley had more light than Luther did. We know Pentecost outshine Wesley. See? Certainly did, because it just gradually let loose, as it did down through the prophets and so forth, that it was perfectly made known to Godhead bodily in Christ. And now the Christ in the church is just being made known. The whole thing is a revelation of God to take Eve back to her right position again with her husband. Noticing God is the husband of the church, and the church is his bride. Now, Peter, when he called, said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now watch. Blessed art thou, Simon. 
Bar-Jonah says, which means son of Jonah. See? Blessed art thou, for flesh and blood never reveal this to you. You never learned it from some school. But my Father, which is in heaven, has revealed it to you. Notice what he said to him. Upon this rock, that's Peter, the predestinated seed of God, that had received this light and given the keys to the kingdom. Upon this rock of revelation of who Jesus Christ is, He's the full manifested God. Amen. Upon this rock, not a Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and Him being the second person. Upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will never shake it down, never prevail against it. I'll build my church upon this rock, a revelation of Jesus Christ. Look, Christ in you makes Him the center of life, of the revelation. See? Christ's life in you makes him the center of the revelation. Amen. Christ in the Bible makes the Bible the complete revelation of Christ. Amen. Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. Amen. See what God's trying to do. What is the new birth then? You'd say, well, Brother Bram, what is the new birth? It is the revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you. Amen. Amen. Not you joined a church, you shook a hand, you done something different, you said a creed, you promised to live by a code of rules. But Christ, the Bible, He is the Word that was revealed to you. And no matter what anybody says, what takes place, it's Christ. Pastor, priest, whatever it might be, it's Christ in you. That is uh, the revelation that the church was built upon. You say, well, I'm a Lutheran. I'm a Baptist. I'm Presbyterian. That don't mean, don't mean that to God. Amen. Not a thing. Not a snap of your finger. What is it? It's Christ being revealed. And He is the Word. And when the Word is revealed, it expresses itself. See? That's God's purpose for Jesus Christ was to express Himself, to take His own laws and live by His laws, con- and fulfill His law by death. Christ, God, died in flesh in order to condemn uh, sin in the flesh, that He might bring to Himself a glorious bride redeemed back that will believe only in the Word of God and not swap it like Eve did for intellectual conceptions of man. See it? That's Christ's idea. That's God's idea. The new birth reveals this. And if a man says he's born again and try to place these promises of Christ in this last days to some other age, making him Christ's gesture but not today, then that man or that person has been in a, a delusion by Satan. And if that man says that he believes that and it doesn't manifest itself through him, Jesus said in Mark 16, these signs shall follow them that believe in all the world they ever age. Casting out devils and speaking with tongues and, and all these great manifestations of gifts that would follow that they shout, not they may be, they ought to, they will. Amen. And heavens and earth will pass away, but His Word won't. So it's Christ expressing Himself in the individual, whether He's intellectual or whether he's, He don't know His ABCs. Half the apostles didn't know it. Right? But they know Christ. 
They never taken heed to Peter and John, knowing if they had been out of some seminary, they said they'd taken heed and noticed that they'd been with Christ when they healed the lame man thing at the gate. They know they, they had been with Christ. The new birth is Christ, is a revelation. God has revealed to you this great mystery, and that's a new birth. Now, what are you going to do when you get all that group together? <laughs> Where the revelation is perfectly in harmony. And God expressed it through His Word by the same actions, the same things that He did making the Word manifest. Oh, if the church only knew its position. It will one day. Then the rapture will go. When it knows what it is. Now, notice. You say, Brother Brandon, but that, that is, oh yes, it is too. It is the truth. Did you notice? Paul never knew Jesus physically. Paul never knew Him. The only way that Paul knew Him was by a revelation. By vision. Is that right? Yeah. Paul only knew Jesus by the revelation just like Peter did. Peter had seen him in flesh, but he didn't know him by flesh. Because Jesus said so, flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you. Even my own life didn't reveal it to you. But my Father which is in heaven has revealed the thing to you. That he is the Word of God. And upon this rock I build my church. Peter didn't know him by flesh. Man walked and handled him and everything else. Paul had something greater than any of the apostles did. See? They said, well, I, uh, I've got more of a revelation than you, Paul, because, you know, I walked with him. I went fishing with him one day. I heard him talk. He sat in a boat with me. And actually, he told me, let's go over here and fish in this place. We'll get more fish. And we did it. See? See, we see him do things. But Paul saw him after he was dead, buried, rose again, and expressed himself in the pillar of fire that led the children of Israel. Amen. Knowing it, Paul, being a Jew, would have never called that Lord unless he had seen the expression. He was back the same yesterday and forever. He said, Paul, in other words, I'm the same God today that I was yesterday. Here I am in the same light, the pillar of fire that Moses talked to in the burning bush. No wonder he could separate the law from grace over in the book of Hebrews. He met that same pillar of fire. He said, I'm Jesus whom you persecute. And here he is today in the same manner. By the same pillar of fire, expressing himself and vindicating himself the same, revealing the mystery of God that's been hid since the foundation of the world. See it? Paul only knew him, by, knew him by revelation. Peter knew him by revelation. He walked with him, talked with him. Therefore, you can set this word. I've just said that he was the word. Now, a scholar can sit down and read that word till he can just tie your mind up in any way. See, if he wants to do it. Because he's smart, brilliant. Get a Catholic priest. Or not so much as that as a real good a trained theologian in the Bible. Brother, a Baptist or a Presbyterian or something. He'll make you think that you don't know nothing. See? When it comes to talk, what? See? Because that he has known him in the flesh. The Word. But the only way you're saved is by knowing by revelation. Amen. If I can take, I can take the Presbyterian doctrine and tie you Pentecostal, you won't know. I can take the Baptist doctrine and show you Pentecostals a million things that you know nothing of. Right. But that's not it. That's not his church. That's not his church. His church is himself. Amen. Revealed. Amen. Amen. Do you see it and expressed by the word itself that he is God. Amen. How can you say Father, Son, and Holy Ghost stand and be baptized in it? Amen. Heathens. Amen. Right. 
How can you say you know Jesus Christ, he's the word, when there's not a scripture in the Bible? There's not a place where anybody was ever baptized in the name of Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And you, and you Jesus only people, just using the name Jesus for baptism. I'm personally acquainted with four or five Jesuses myself. So you see what your denominations lead you into? That's the darkness, the expression of Cain, who brought fruits instead of blood. Amen. But the revelation come through the blood. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, who is the blood of God, creative blood in the womb of Mary. And Paul knew him by revelation. That's how we know him today. Is only the only way you can know him. Not say, I'm Methodist, that means nothing. I'm Baptist, that means nothing. I'm Catholic, that means nothing. But by the revelation that God has revealed the Word to you. He is the Word. And the Word, how you know it's revealed, it lives itself and expresses itself through you. Oh, churches has long forgotten that great revelation. That's right. Revelation of the truth. They have forgotten it. They went to... Now, when Luther raised up, he was a great man. He had the revelation of that day. But what happened? A bunch of Rickies got in. Flat top haircuts, as we call it today. And Rick Eddas and all of them, they got around there. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and the first thing you know, it's there. Uh, that expression. If you only, only knew the numerology of the Bible and know what Elvis or, or Ricky means to the Scripture. Just like, why did Jesus say, there's nothing to that, your name? There isn't. That name could only come in this last days. For this last days, people. Why did Jesus change Abram's name to Abraham then? Sarah to Sarah. Why did he change um, Saul to Paul? Why did he change uh, Simon to Peter? And so forth. You see, it certainly means something. That name could not be spoken till this day. That's the reason we got this hellish thing we got in the earth today. Because of such things, the whole human race is corrupted. It's, it's gone. See? And that's why it is. Notice. Now, he was all right. He was in his days. Luther. And he had the revelation. As soon as he left, look what they did. Wesley had a message. Look what it did. The old early Pentecostals had a message. Look what they did. They got a bunch of men together. It's like exactly the same thing that God, by grace, sent Israel a pillar of fire, a prophet, a sacrifice, and showed himself among them and brought them out of Egypt across the Red Seas, and they wanted a law yeah. so they could have great dignitaries. They could have something to do into it. And what did they do? They was left in the wilderness for 40 years to wander, and not one of that organization ever went over. Amen. Caleb and Joshua, the only two stood out and said, we're able to take it to look at the Word of God. Every one of them died in the wilderness, and Jesus said they were eternally gone. Right. After he showed his blessings and power in their ages, like Luther, Wesley, and so forth. Did he? said, our fathers eat man in the wilderness. He said, and there are everyone dead that's eternal separated from God. Amen. Their carcasses perished in the wilderness. See? They're dead. I'm the bread of life that come from God out of heaven. They couldn't see it. They just couldn't see it. All right. Church has long forgotten it. They accepted intellectual uh, message, intellectuals, membership, knowledge, instead of the revelation of the truth of the word. Now, look here. They say today, do you believe that God commissioned us to go into all the world, heal the sick, and preach the gospel, and cast out devils? Oh, oh, yes, I suppose that right. But, you see, a lady talked to me the other day. She said, what if all the churches are in harmony? I said, there isn't one of them in harmony with the other. Amen. Amen. 
There's Catholics standing there. I said, how about you? You're a Methodist and that's Catholic. Are you in harmony with one another? I said, this Pope kind of united together. That's a good thing for all that kind of people. But the church of God has nothing to do with it. Amen. Not a thing. Hallelujah. It's out from the whole bunch. Hallelujah. Right. Yes, sir. You want to unite that together. And one believes in something and the other. Methodists take Franklin, the Baptists take immersion, and both of them denying the Holy Ghost in its fullness of the power. They said, we receive the Holy Ghost when we believe. The Bible said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? There's the difference. That's right. See? They say, we're the Catholic Church. We started early. We did this. The Methodists say, we are based upon the Bible. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, where's that? Works that I do shall you do also. Every creature, every person that believes in him. Now, where's it at? That's his words. Heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall never fail. Now, where's it at? Oh, it just shows. What is it? It's a hybrid condition. Look here. You take a big fine grain of corn. It's hybrid. And you take that hybrid corn. It's a pretty corn. But you plant it. What do you get? A little stalk comes up like this and turns yellow and wilts down. That's the way every denomination is. When it's hybrid with man's words mixed with God's word. It'll come up to the signs and wonders and what Jesus said about believing the word. It turns yellow and say we can't accept it and go back. Just like all them other spies did it. Went over to look at, at Canaan. They come over there and said, oh, we look like grasshoppers. Thought of them. We can't take them, the Amalekites. So all these, what they're going to do. And they went back and Caleb and Joshua being thoroughbreds. Amen. Amen. By the word of God. No, God said, I give you that, man. Yes. They said, we're more than able to take it. Amen. Depends on where you're born from. If you're born to the Word of God, God's Word has a preeminence. It's in His church. That's what He died for. That's His purpose that He might uh, be able to achieve to have His preeminence working in His church. Let the Word of God shine forth first. No matter what anything else looks like, I don't care if the intellectual says this, that, that has nothing to do with it. God's Word said so, and we're more than able to take it. If I preached that, my church, the minister told me, said, I'd be preaching to four posts in the church. I said, I'd preach that. God's Word said so. We can do it. God said do it. Amen. Oh, yeah, they excuse themselves for this, see. That's why they're blind to the message of the end time. This last days when God is proving himself. They try to class it as some kind of a spiritist. Or some, uh, uh, oh, what would I call it? Some mental, uh, an illusion. Or something on that order. See, they, they try to make it something that it is. And just like they did when he was here. When Jesus was here. They called him Beelzebub, a fortune teller. Now they say it's uh, kind of like a mental telepathy. See? When they know that he could stand there and look upon the people and discern the very thoughts that's in their heart. The Bible said so. Amen. Well, does not Hebrews, the fourth chapter, says the word of God is quicker and sharper than a two-edged sword and can discern the very thoughts of the mind? And he was that word. And when that word is preeminence in the man, the same thing takes place again. Amen. For it is the word. Amen. Amen. See how you can stumble over this from now on. They're so perfectly plain, see. All right, that's why they're blind. Same as it was in the days Christ was on earth. Oh, my. They staggered the same way. They said, he's Beelzebub. He, uh, they seen he could do it, so they said, he's just a, he was born a legitimate child, kind of an odd fella. He just got possessed by some devil. He's a, he's a Samaritan over there, and he's got a devil in him. That's how he does that. Jesus said, I'll forgive you for that. See, calling the Word of God, the works of God, an evil spirit, 
He said, I forgive you for that, but someday the Holy Ghost will come. One word against it will never be forgiven. Neither in this world or the world that is to come. Or that great day, it will not be forgiven. So you see, that's written plain in the Scripture. So when people come to that day, no matter how intellectual, how big a denomination they belong to, it's condemned. They have to be. They blaspheme the Holy Ghost, calling it Holy Roller and something that had an untasty name or something like that. And God's church had to bear it all the time. Even Paul before Agrippa said, in the way that's called heresy, which means crazy, that's the way I worship the God of our God. A great intellectual scholar had to come to that place in a way that's called heresy. Why? It was revealed to him. That pillar of fire hanging before him said, I'm Jesus, the great God that was in the wilderness yard with Moses. I am he, and it's hard for you to kick against the priest. When Paul said, I know that the life was laying at stake, he said, the way that's called heresy, that's the way I worship the God of our Father. It was called that because it was revealed to him about the great truth of Christ was. And today, people say it's a denomination. It's Jesus Christ, the new birth, revealed in you. Amen. And he has the preeminences that he might express his words and anything that he's promised in this last days, he can bring it to pass to his body as he's working. Amen. Hey, man, it's just exactly the word of God made manifest. Notice. All right. Same as in the days of Christ. God holds the key to this revelation of Christ himself. You believe that? Schools of theology can never find it. Jesus said so, if you want to read it now, in St. Matthew 11, 25 and 27. I thank thee, O Father God of heaven, sir, that thou hast hid this from the eyes of wise and prudent, and reveal it to babes such as would learn. See? See? I don't care. Look at them scholars of that day. Those Jews, very fine men, their organizations of Pharisees, Sadducees, and Herodians, and whatever they might be. See? All the great organizations that Jesus said, you're blind, you lead the blind. Well, did Isaiah speak of you? You have ears and can't hear and eyes that you can't see. Because Isaiah said this in the Spirit, therefore the God of heaven has blinded your eyes. You're doing like Eve did, accepting the intellectual side and know nothing of the Spirit of God. Therefore, won't they all fall in the ditch, both the leader and the blind too? The leader will fall with the blind. Because he's blind also. The leader fall is blind, leading a blind. They both fall in the ditch. And God alone holds this key. Amen. He expressed the same thing in a previous scripture a while ago when I read it, when he said, uh, Who does man say I, the Son of Man, am? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, Blessed art thou, Simon, uh, son of Jonas. Flesh and blood never revealed this to you. My Father, which is in heaven, upon this revelation here alone, I'll build my church. The gates of hell will never prevail against it, see? Now, you see, so therefore there's no school, no theologians, no teachings of the Bible among any school that knows anything about it. They cannot know nothing about it. It's impossible for them to know anything about it. God has hid the senses of knowing it from the very elected teachers and everything else. It's a personal, individual affair with the person that Christ has revealed to them. And if you say he's been revealed to me, and then the life that Christ produced here in the Bible, that same life as in him does not produce itself in you, then you've got the wrong revelation. If I put a life of a pumpkin into the life of a pear tree, it would bear pumpkins. By their fruits you shall know them. That's exactly right. If the uh, first you put out a tree, a grapevine, and it put out a bunch of grapes, the first shoot it put out brought grapes, the next one brought out lemons, the next one brought out pears, the next one brought out apples, there's some kind of a grafted affair in there that's bearing its own life. 
every denomination will bear life of itself. But if that original vine ever puts out another uh, uh, shoot, it'll bear grapes like it did the first time. And if the life, the life of Jesus Christ ever puts out another body of believers, it'll bear the fruit that the first one did. They'll write a book of Acts behind it because it'll be the same, same life. See what I mean? You just can't get away from it. It's the life of Christ in you, been injected in you by the Holy Spirit itself, living its life through you. Blind leaders of the blind. Notice God holds this key alone. No theologian can tell you. It's not known. It's hid from them. They know nothing about it. So the schools, when you say, I got a PHLLD, you only make you to me, and I believe into God, and to any real true believer, that means you're just that much farther away. You just backed off. God is not known by education. He's not known by how to explain it. God is known by simplicity and a revelation of Jesus Christ to the most illiterate person. See? Not your theology. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ upon this rock. I'll build my church. No other rocks accepted. No other things accepted. No other Roman rock. No other Protestant rock. No other school. No other nothing. But exactly the revelation of Jesus Christ through the new birth. He borns in there and he injects his own life and your life is gone and the life of Christ is projecting itself through you with the preeminences to the people that they see the very life and works and signs and wonders that he did is doing the same thing through you. Outside of that, the rest of us not even called to it all. Watch God's great revelation unfolding. By lack of this revelation is why we have so many different divisions among us and so much mockery, so much uh, division among us is because the people lack that revelation. They, they lack that revelation, the teachers. Paul, after his great revelation of Christ, said in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, be sure to read that as you write it down. Watch. Oh, he said, I never come to you with wisdom. Look at that man who did have the wisdom. Look at that man who had the scholarship. I never come to you with them kind of a words. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter of 1 Corinthians. Oh, I wish, well, let's just read it. Can you stand a minute and let's read just a verse or two? I'd just like to read it so you, you, you wouldn't be con- It'd get even the people on the tape to turn back to it anyhow, give them a chance. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Listen to this great apostle here, Paul, the intellectual servant of God. Let's look at here. I, Paul, when I come to you, came not with excellency of speech of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. I never said, I, I'm Dr. So-and-so. For I am determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and, and my beseeching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power of the power. There, see, there's a gospel. See? Jesus said, go, you know, we're going to preach the gospel. Didn't say go teach. He said go preach. In other words, demonstrate the power and these signs shall follow them. Just teaching doesn't do it. It takes the actual spirit itself demonstrating these signs. Hmm. Listen to this. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Oh, my. See, to change the man. Not in what I can explain away and say he's not the same when he is the same. Amen. If I do that, it shows to me, it, it surely a man tell me that would show to me he don't have the revelation, the threefold revelation of God. See? Now, and how be it in weakness among you that are perfect, yet 
We're not with the wisdom of the world, but of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in mystery. See? The threefold mystery of God. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. None of the priests, rabbis, pardon me, or anything knew anything about it. For had they known it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. You said you're wrong about rabbis and preachers there who crucified him. Oh, on and on and on we could go read it. On. Save time because we got uh, uh, just not getting late yet, but we just got plenty here to say if the Lord will help us. Now, lack of this now. And Paul, this great intellectual man, never tried to express his great theological terms upon the people. He humbly accepted the word of the Lord and he lived the word so it expressed to him. He lived so, so godly until they seen Jesus Christ in him so much that they wanted his handkerchief to take and lay it upon the sick. There's the life of Christ. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee, Lord, for Thy loving kindness unto us. And we pray, Father, may Thy word continue to come into our lives and wash us from all our sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.